It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't wanna do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell EMC solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash EMC. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. <laughs> Welcome into the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James Rapine. It is Wednesday, September 20th. Great to have you in. A lot to get to. On Twitter, at James Erpine, at Locked on Bengals. Subscribe, iTunes, audioboom.com. Also, the iHeartRadio app. And boy, do I have an announcement to make for those of you who missed it on Twitter, who missed it on Facebook. I'm on Facebook, James Erpine, like the page. Man, I love this music. I just leave up NWA the whole podcast. Um, by the way, today, before I make the announcement, you, uh, you are going to hear from A.J. McCarron on his comments that we listened to yesterday. I talked one-on-one with him at Paul Brown Stadium about six minutes, one-on-one with the Bengals' backup quarterback. Uh, really good stuff from him, man. I mean, really good stuff. And uh, So you're going to hear that. You're also going to hear from John Ross, who I talked to along with a few others. I asked him about the fumble, and I will note that I was the only media member that asked him about the fumble today. And I know it's days later, but, man, you guys care about it. You do, right? Like, we've all thought about it. Like, why didn't he go back in? Have they talked about it? What's going to go on? Is it going to be in his mind? And uh, I love his answer. Uh, So we got about five minutes of of John Ross audio. But I have an announcement. Locked on Bengals has been around for almost a year, by the way. Over a quarter million listens. Thank you so much for that. And the podcast, well, now it's growing and it's expanding. And now we have LockedOnBengals.com. What? What's that? Well, it's going to be our hub, our main hub for the podcast. We're going to have articles. Wrote the first article last night. We will have other writers besides myself, other voices that come on the the podcast, that write. And uh, it's a big thing. Working on that and and nailing down, I'm sure I will announce uh, a few writers here in the upcoming days. But Locked on Bengals is a go. LockedOnBengals.com. Up, moving, courtesy of uh, fan rag sports and uh it's huge it's important i'm excited and there's really really good audio and quotes if you want to read because I, I know not everybody we know like man you're at work you're at the office you can't always listen to me talk and hell sometimes you might get tired of my voice well we're gonna have you covered at LockedOnBengals.com. so go there right now bookmark it Bookmark market on that work computer so you can minus the screen down and pull up Google Chrome like you do and I do and everybody does at work. 
and make sure it's there. Um, Lapham talks about Joe Mixon on Locked on Bengals, the first article on LockedOnBengals.com. Um, but let's keep this podcast rolling. Let me know what you think about that. Also, by the way, I, I looked at iTunes. We have a ton of reviews. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for all the kind words, not-so-kind words. Either way, it doesn't matter. Thank you for listening to Locked on Bengals. And uh, if you want to enter the drawing to become a Pro Football Focus Elite member, get a Pro Football Focus Elite package. It's a $39.99 value. Save 40 bucks. get Fantasy Insight, all, uh, all this different analysis from Pro Football Focus. You can do that. It's a Pro Football Focus Edge subscription, and uh, you get it right now uh, by entering the drawing. You, all you do, go to iTunes, leave us a review, Locked on Bengals, find us on iTunes, leave us a review. Hopefully good, doesn't have to be, but hopefully it'll be a good one. And uh, leave your Twitter handle, and we will pick a random winner at the end of every week. Thank you guys for tuning in. Let's get to it here. Because it's pretty clear that the Bengals' backs are against the wall. It's pretty clear that if the Bengals are going to somehow win this week, they're going to have to, have to, have to, have to do one thing. Score. I mean, as silly as it sounds, they're going to have to score. And two players that are going to play a role in that, I think, one already has. And it's A.J. McCarron throwing all of his weight behind Andy Dalton. It's A.J. McCarron, the national championship winner, the guy from Alabama, coming out there. And I asked him about a bunch of different things. The offensive coordinator change, obviously Bill Lazor. Um, I asked him about his comments about Andy Dalton to the media, if he feels like he needs to be a leader, a voice in that locker room. I also asked him about pressure going into this week. I loved his answer. You're going to hear from John Ross in a bit, but first, let's get to A.J. McCarron. Here's my one-on-one interview with A.J. McCarron earlier today in the Bengals' locker room. The new offensive coordinator, I know a lot of people are probably going to ask what changes are going to be made. But do you expect a lot to change entering week three? I think uh, we just got to play fast. Can't can't play the game thinking too much. It's just a game of football. Um got to treat it like it was when you were young. Go out, have fun, play fast, and um, and, and try to score points. So, um, you know, I think I think it's all a guessing game on, you know, from the media standpoint and from the player standpoint on how it's really going to go. Um, I mean, nobody really knows until you get in, um, in action and see how it, the flow goes. But, um, you know, I, I'm excited. I know this group's excited to um, face this challenge and and really, um, you know, can't go down. You only go up. So um, you can either face it and uh, take it on and or you can, you know, uh, run from it. So I think this group's ready to uh, face that challenge and uh, be successful. I thought it was interesting, the, the, the comments you made earlier in the week defending Andy, obviously, it showed leadership. Is that something that you take upon yourself? I mean, I know off season it was Pecco's gone, Whitworth's gone. This team needs a leader. Yeah, is yeah. that something that you take upon uh, yourself a responsibility? That well, I mean, I, yeah, and you know, I, I'm I'm not a big uh, guy that stands up and speaks all the time, but I think when it's necessary, um, I try to do it. And I thought the time was necessary and. I'm not going to come out and just all of a sudden, I mean, somebody has to come ask me, and that's what happened. Uh, I wasn't going to just go out and say it, but um, you know, I thought it needed to be said, and uh, 
and that's what I believe in, and um, I think that's what uh, this team believes in. And um, you know, just my thought process on it. I want the city to trust in that, believe in that, and. Uh, and take it and run with it and, and we're all in this together and I talk about all of us but all, all the guys in here 60 whatever guys are in here and uh, and then local media and um, media in general and, and the fans so um, you know we all want to be successful uh, we want the fans to be happy to cheer for um, success and so uh, you know like I said we're all in this together and I just thought it was the right time to speak up and, and say something. Did Andy say anything to you afterwards, or did you guys have a conversation about it? Yeah, I mean, we've uh, we talk all the time. I mean, we talk a lot um, at night, but you know, I think that's just for not to be rude or trying to be an ass or anything. But I mean, that's just leave that between me and him. Oh, yeah. And um, but yeah, we we've definitely talked and. Um, like I said, our, our relationship's great, and uh, it's, I felt like it's always been that way. Obviously, Bill Lazor was the quarterback's coach. Yeah. Still, still is, I guess, holding that role as well. Has that affected you at all? No, it's um, it's actually where I mean we're still in the same room, and uh, meetings have been exactly the same. I mean, we get our stuff done, and uh, and we also, you know, um, I, I guess it's more me really with story time. Uh, I like hearing stories, telling them. Uh, so, I mean, it's still the uh, laid-back room, and uh, we get our stuff done, and everybody's focused. So um, it's been it's been awesome to be a part of our room. There's probably plenty of pressure on the offense as a whole as it is, but uh, defense might give up some points to Aaron Rodgers knowing that going in. Does that add any pressure at all to, to the offense? No, I, you know, um, we had some speakers the other day that I thought were awesome with talking about pressure and, and mindset you know when you think of pressure it's really within your self-belief like pressure is not does not come from the fans does not come from the media um, I mean when you think about doing an article and you put pressure on yourself does it not come from like man I need to make this piece good um, and it's from your self-thought I mean yeah um, and so that's the way I, I look at pressure. You know, I um, talked to Peyton Manning a long time ago um, when I was in college, and, and that's basically what he taught me and what he said then. And I, I thought it was, you know, um, really great and uh, really great mindset behind the whole thought process of pressure. So we just got to go out and play our game. We can't let anything else bother us. And, uh, there's going to be lows and there's going to be highs, you know. Find a even plane and uh, and stick with it and try to get the win. Playing on Thursday night, you obviously had a little bit of a longer layoff. Is that almost good for starting 0-2 to just to kind of reset, or did, do you, would you rather a quick turnaround? No, I'm, no, I think it can be good for, you know, um, guys' mindset and for whatever everything happening, you know, the way it did. I think it was good rather than it all happening in a shorter week. So, um, but no, I mean, it, it really comes down to, you know, it, it all goes back to basically it's almost like a same, a normal week um, because you have a certain amount of days off and then you don't you don't want to prep too much or look too far into it. Um, you might have an extra day or so, but um, I mean, it almost feels like a normal week, really.
AJ, I appreciate the time. Yeah, of course. Thank Thanks, man. Yeah, always. So that's AJ McCarron, and, and I thought that the pressure thing was really interesting. And the more and more AJ talks, I feel like the pro-McCarron people are going to just keep putting their hands up. <laughs> I mean, they're going to keep putting their hands up for a variety of reasons. I mean, did you hear what he said about pressure? Pressure is pretty much in your head. And he meant that. Like, I can tell he wasn't BSing me. I mean, even when I asked him, I didn't even ask him what he said to Andy, but he was like, hey, man, I'm not trying to be an ass. I'm not going to tell you what I told Danny, told Andy. Like, A.J. McCarron, say what you want about his play on the field or his arm strength or his physical ability. Hell, he struggled a lot in the preseason. He was really good in game four. But, man, that dude, composed, handles the media perfectly. I mean, isn't afraid to say something. That's going to make waves, that's going to make headlines, that is beneficial for his team. And I think that comes from his Bama days. I think that comes from having the circus that is Alabama football and being the leader of that and being the guy that, that has to answer questions after a loss when you're not expected to lose ever. So A.J. McCarron, a guy that if you're pro McCarron, if you're pro A.J., even though he threw all of his weight behind Dalton this week, I think you're uh, you're smiling after you heard that interview, after you heard the sound clip of A.J. McCarron yesterday when he completely backed Andy Dalton. And uh, this is the Locked On Bengals podcast on Twitter, at James Rapine, at Locked On Bengals. Make sure you bookmark LockedOnBengals.com. Big things are on their way with Locked On Bengals, and it's all thanks to you. So thank you so much for tuning in, for listening, for turning this podcast into something bigger. Then, then I think we realized it would be at least when it launched. Hell, it was 50 weeks ago, 51 weeks ago. Coming up on our year mark. Coming up on our year mark. And uh, speaking of years, a guy in his first year, John Ross, rookie wide receiver, a guy I'm behind, a guy I think a lot of people are. And here's the thing. I don't know if he realizes in the locker room. I'll pull back the, the curtain a little bit here, as they say. I don't know if he realizes how pro-John Ross I am outside the locker room. Like, I come on here and I beat the drum, and I tell you, man, the kid's legit, and then I go in there, and I'm the only one that asked him about his fumble. I'm the only one that asked him, how does he move on from it? And I, I get it. I, I missed Monday's media session because it was on during our ESPN 1530 show. They moved the media session, so I didn't get to talk to him then. Uh, but man, oh man, is that interesting. Because, hell, he might think I hate him. And I'm over here pro-John Ross guy, through and through. Um, but, yeah, I talked with John Ross. You're going to hear me. You're going to hear uh, Paul Doherty from the Cincinnati Enquirer. You're going to hear a few other voices. Dan Hordes in this as well, Bengals Radio Network. Uh, so make sure you uh, stay tuned till the end because I talked to John Ross. This is about five minutes long. John Ross with me and a bunch of other media members. How difficult is that, do you think, it is going to be to, to transition offensive coordinators, being a young guy and just learning? Obviously, the playbook will probably stay about the same, but do you think that that offers an extra challenge for you? Uh, I don't think so, just because um, Coach Laser was our quarterback coach. You know, so, you know, I think it'll be a lot of a lot of similar things. Of course, he's going to incorporate his own his own theories, his own ideas, and, you know, um, I don't think it'll be tough at all, you know, even – you know, when I first practice coming in today, the stuff that I've seen this morning, you know, I can already tell it's going to be, he's going to make it simple simple enough for us to to, to incorporate with the rest of the playbook that we had before. Do you think simplifying was something that was needed? Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. Um, 
because I'm I'm still learning. So everything looks hard looks hard to me. So you know I'm I'm still learning and I'm still trying to you know get everything down. So uh, the way I, I simplify things is different from from how, how they're thinking. You know, I'm not sure how they're thinking. I don't really know what's going on. I just I just know you know I can just control what I can control and I'm still in the playbook. And I simplify things a different way. How does that learning process work for you? What do you do with yourself to just kind of you just got to stay at it. I mean, it's, it's something you have to, you, you got to be like a playbook junkie. You know, you got as a young guy who doesn't know anything, you got to sit there and and look at it when you don't want to. You know, just spend extra time. You feel like you finally started to get a grasp of everything? It's all changing again? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's all starting to slow down for me, which is a good thing. Um, you know, when I first got here, it was like a, it was like a race car event. You know, and now it's just, it's much slower. Some people think new coordinator, new offense, but it doesn't work that way. This is going to take some time for it to, to, to come to fruition to be what everybody thinks it's supposed to be, right? Right, right. I agree. Um, there, it's it's very impossible for uh, I think a, a new guy to come in and and completely change the playbook. You know, in, in, in season, you know, that would be tough, you know. So, um, Coach Laser is an amazing coach. He's already, you know, included some of the things that he, he's wanted, he wants to do. And it's, it's I'm, I'm sure he, he'll make it simple enough for us to, to learn and pick up fast. How much more difficult is an NFL playbook compared to a college playbook? You, you just got to know a lot of, like, things pre-snap, you know, so you can hear something in the, in the huddle and then get out there and the play can change based off the defense. It can change like that in college, but it's it's, it's only to a certain extent in college. Um, you know, you, in college sometimes what you see is what you get. In the NFL, um, it's not like that. You know, it can be a complete trick. You know, um, the defenses, they do a lot of disguising. You know, it's a lot of things that you got to see and it's, it's much faster. Who didn't come in here and say, oh my goodness. How am I gonna learn all this? No, no, I didn't. Because um, I, you know, I, I know guys who, who've been in this league for a while. They told me it's gonna be, it's gonna be challenging. And no one ever said it was gonna be easy. You know, so I just always, you know, took that theory and, and came in here like that, just prepared to learn. This is kind of an eye opener for you. Two weeks into your first NFL season, there's already been a coaching change. Uh, I mean, that's probably not what you thought you were getting involved in. Um, not at all. I mean, it's it's a lot of things you, you can never see coming. Um, but at the end of the day, I just have to sit back and take advantage of all my opportunities, um, no matter what goes on. You know, because I mean, like I said, it's a production business, and in all honesty, I can be going tomorrow, so I have to I have to perform regardless of the situation. How much have you thought about uh, making your first NFL catch? Potentially uh, at Lambeau Field this summer. Uh, <laughs> right now, I'm, I'm just so focused on you know still learning the system and and proving myself to to get out there. You know, um, I would love to get more targets and everything, but I have to I have to continue thinking about you know getting better every day you know, and not so much you know about the future. You know, I just grasp the the days by days and you know working hard in practice. Speaking of uh, motivation and, and moving on, uh, obviously the, the, the carry the other day, not the, the result you wanted. You didn't get back out there. How much is that on your mind going into this week? Uh, not so much because, I mean, stuff like that happens, man. I mean, you, you look at guys like Todd Gurley. He, he had a fumble, lost it. 
Um, I don't know his name is Thielen from the Vikings. Received. Adam Thielen. Yeah, he, he, he lost a fumble. You know, it just and, and those guys bounced back. Incredible. You know, uh, Kareem Hunt first carry. You know, he lost it and bounced back. Um, so, you know, things like that, they happen, man. It's football. It's going to happen. It's going to happen to everyone. You know, AJ was telling me about the time he, in preseason, when he first got here, he he ran a good slant on Darrell Reeves, dropped the ball. Darrell Reeves got an interception. You know, so it's just, even though that was preseason, he said those things are going to happen. So I already know how it works. Just got to shake those things off. Have you talked to coaches about that, about your, your mindset or about what would happen afterwards? Oh, no. I mean, we, we kind of don't want to harp on stuff like that. I just want to let it go and, um, have that next play mentality, next game mentality. I appreciate it. Good luck this week. Thank you. That's John Ross in the Bengals locker room earlier today. Look, I think he answered the questions perfectly. He named people. Adam Thielen fumbled. He looked, because that's what you need to, like, that's, for example, uh, let's say my first on-air shift. Like, every radio host in the history of the world sucks their first on-air shift. Hell, you may think I suck now. But, man, was I bad my first on-air shift. Like, go way back to, to college, to my first on-air shift at 1530. Like, if I go back to that stuff and listen to it and then listen to myself now, it's a complete difference. But what I used for motivation when I knew I sucked, like, really bad. Like, you might think I'm bad now, but really bad. Like, it was just awful. I looked at other people who failed and ended up being successful. And that's exactly what John Ross did. I mean, hell, he named Adam Thielen, who isn't even a rookie. Who's a dude who blew up last week for Minnesota? He's like, yeah, Adam Thielen fumbled. Kareem Hunt fumbled. And he goes on and on and just names these guys. And that's the thing, man. Uh, He's, one, he's intelligent. Two, obviously he has the physical tools. The reason I've thrown a lot of weight behind John Ross is because he hangs out with, like he's connected with successful people that have had struggles. Like we all talk about like what circles you hang out in. That dude's mentor is Deshaun Jackson. Snoop Dogg is someone that he could call anytime and talk to. That stuff matters, man, because they've, they've failed. They've fumbled. Even if they're not athletes, they fumbled the mic. They, they, uh, Snoop Dogg struggled in the rap game at some point. He probably struggled as an actor. He struggled because that's what happens when you're a smashing success. And if John Ross ends up being great, he can go back and look back at that play and say, Well, look at what happened there. Look at what people were saying about me. In that mindset, that mentality, I think that's that's exactly what I want out of a football player. That's exactly it. Hell, you heard him talk about his playbook. He talked about his playbook for eight minutes with the media today after I left that that uh, scrum right there. Media members stayed around, and I would tune, I would listen in a little bit here and there as I was walking by, and it's, yeah, I'm just diving into the playbook, trying to learn as much as I can. So you got a guy who has the physical tools. Strong for his size, fast as hell, lightning, great route runner. Intelligent, as you can tell by how he answers the questions. And by the way, failed the other night. He's like, yeah, man, I'm moving on. Look at all these guys that have had success. I mean, that's it's exactly, exactly what you want. You don't want him to say, man, coach should have gave me the damn ball again. You don't want him to say that, even though he probably feels that way. Even though he does feel that way. I bet you he does. I would too. Look, if the the first on-air shift I had in college, if they said, you know what, James, you're not good enough, you're gone, I would be pissed. Because you need reps. You need talent. You you need the the experience. John Ross, I think he's going to get that experience. I think he's going to be a bigger part of the game plan 
against the Packers. And I'm going to say this right now. The Packers are preparing for A.J. Green. The Packers are preparing for a Joe Mixon who visited Green Bay during the draft process. You know who could catch them off guard? You know, they're preparing for Tyler Eifert. You know who could catch them off guard? It could be a guy that comes out of nowhere. John Ross. A a game changer that just comes out of nowhere. That's him. That's the ability he has. I hope Bill Lazor sees it. I hope this offense does what it needs to, and they find a way to get their playmakers the ball. It's that simple. It is that simple. Tomorrow, well, tomorrow you're going to hear from Dave Lapham. Great stuff from him. There's a quote, uh, multiple quotes, actually, from him on LockedOnBengals.com right now. And, man, oh, man, is he fired up about Joe Mixon. We'll talk about Joe Mixon tomorrow, too, and his usage, how he needs to be used more. There's a tease, because he does. Man, oh, man. LockedOnBengals.com. Book it. Bookmark it. Favorite it. Whatever the hell you do. Make sure you go to it. And uh, big things are coming there. Make sure if you're going to a live concert, sporting event, live event at all, use the SeatGeek app to get the tickets. Use promo code L-O-N-F-L. L-O-N-F-L for SeatGeek. And uh, get $20 off your first purchase. Also, thank you so much for tuning in. Give us a review on iTunes, Pro Football Focus. You can win a Pro Football Focus Edge subscription. All you got to do, leave a review on iTunes with your Twitter handle, Locked on Bengals. Make sure it's a good review. I'm just playing, but maybe maybe make sure it's a good review. Uh, until tomorrow, I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked on Bengals podcast. Check out LockedOnBengals.com right now. Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. Did you watch the 2020 Reds with higher expectations than a first-round wild-card exit of epic proportions? Did you think that the Reds hitting would come around with the signings that they made last offseason? Are you wondering who is asking you all of these questions? Hi, my name is Jeff Carr, and I host the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Throughout the offseason, I'm going to take a look at these Reds, how they fix what didn't work in 2020, and how they continue their success in 2021. But wait, there's more. I'll also have interesting interviews with players, writers, and everyone in between talking about the Cincinnati Reds. Come join me on the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day.